Hey, this is Zach, and this is Blake Betzall from Saul, and you're listening to The Itch Podcast. You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron, and this week we're scratching the itch for a throwback of sorts. We've had a few guests return for second interviews on our show, but this is the longest gap I think we've had to date between first and second interviews. There's only two others that could be longer. That's true. That's true. (laughs) And and some more that I think will happen in the not terribly long future. Yeah. But nonetheless, we like the idea of, of recurring guests and having people back. This one took a little longer to make happen. But Blake Bedsall was actually our third ever podcast interview. He was way back in episode 44 in March of 2021. And he and the band Saul, which uh, he and his brother Zach are the namesake of, joined us for episode, what is this one? Let's see. Uh, 168. 168. And interview 50. So that's pretty sweet. I'm proud of that. I'm glad they got to be part of that for us. And I'm glad we got to be part of that for them, for their cool new album that that's out. Yeah, this was an exciting interview uh, for us, just because, it, like we said, it was kind of full circle. And the other thing, too, that I don't know if he was being nice, but he did say he remembered it. I think he was just being nice personally, but no, I'm joking. <laughs> I think he remembered it in the in like the loose sense. True. Yeah. I will say the one thing that we didn't get to do with Saul is, you know, typically after we interview a band, usually we have a chance to see them live and then kind of introduce ourselves and make a, a, a further impression because once you see KC, you're, you're not going to forget him. Um, <laughs> or or myself. I mean, I'm, I'm a goofy looking dude. I was like, hopefully all of us. We're making yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we're all making impressions, but you know. But I mean, you know, you don't forget many giant people. Large, large smiling meet. people. Like, I'm not saying that you're Andre the Giant, but when you meet Andre the Giant, you don't tend to forget. You know what I mean? I want to note that I made an Andre the Giant reference two episodes back. So this is nice continuity. You did. That's awesome. But I think we're going to resolve this. We haven't seen Saul in person thing soon. Yes. I'm super excited about that. September 10th. And we kind of talked about that with them. And like the coolest thing is, you know, he actually was like, really receptive to trying to help us get tickets, which I don't like doing that with artists. It's not my thing, but Hey, if he wants to offer, I guess I might have to take that one. (laughs) They're such cool guys. I, I enjoyed it the first time and I enjoyed it the second time that Blake and Zach as well. Now that we've, you know, had a chance to speak with him. They just love talking about music and bands. And I, I love talking to artists who are fans like we are. Exactly. Yeah. So we could have a whole episode like on Tool or something and just have them on to shoot <laughs> yeah. the breeze about that band. It'd be great. But I, you know, I think we all have that Midwesterner spirit too. Like it's just, <laughs> we, you know, we all kind of have this, the same kind of Midwestern things in common. Yeah, that, that's fair. Iowa, yeah. you know, our, our neighbors to the north. Yeah. <laughs> like right in between us right now, you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so this is another interview where we had the pleasure of speaking to an artist right before their album came out. And this is it. The end of everything is that album. We had some impressions and we asked some questions about the, the like artistic direction and some of the things that we noticed. And Casey brought up some lyrics as a little spoiler, which I like that when we do that, it doesn't happen that often, but it's kind of fun 
and especially with someone like him who is so ready and willing to talk about those things. Like when you would shoot out a lyric, he'd be like, hey, let me tell you something cool about that song for us. Yeah. And I love that. So. Yeah, because not many artists will be definitive about what the song meaning is. And I love that that he is because most of them are like, no, it means whatever you want it to mean. Like, well, that's not that's not true. I mean, right. it has some kind of a meaning. <laughs> yeah, it can mean whatever we want it to mean, but it meant something specific to you <laughs> yes. when you wrote it. Exactly. And we're curious about that because that's how we are. <laughs> yeah, but that's one thing that Saul does does best is come up with some catchy Catchy songs about some deep stuff. Agreed. <laughs> Catchy songs about deep stuff. I'm going to pitch that to them to put it on their website as like their their motto. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you to Blake and Zach for joining us. And thank you to Tim from Adam Splitter, who does a good job of taking care of us and, uh, and setting up some of these conversations. He actually set up our first conversation with Saul and then also facilitated this one two and a half years later. So good job, him. Yeah. <laughs> we appreciate him. Yes, we do. Man's doing something right if he's been doing it for two and a half years. That's staying power right there. <laughs> it really is. It's not an easy business to be part of, is that music PR. And a fairly thankless one from what I hear. Yeah. And so we we thank them. Yes, we do. So without any further ado, here's our conversation with Blake and Zach Bedsaw of Saul. Thank you very much for joining us. We are joined by the brothers of Saul. We have both Blake and Zach. And I don't know if you remember this, but the last time we chatted with Blake was all the way back in March of 2021. And the joke at the time was that Saul could not tour because Zach kept having children. (laughs) (laughs) So for what I'm just curious how the families are doing and also just trying to make sure that uh, I'm guessing that's not stopping you anymore because I know that Saul's been actively performing and preparing for a big upcoming tour with Red. Yes, yes. Actually, we just got off the road with Memphis Mayfire and Norma Jean, which was a great, great tour. We do anything for those guys. It's such a great camaraderie when we were out on that run. But um, fast forward a couple years, Zach having so many kids. And now in the last uh, two years, I've had two. So oh, um, oh, wow. OK. Yeah, that pandemic really uh, <laughs> <laughs> did something. <laughs> but it's great. You know, I mean, uh, our wives are used to it and everything. So, I mean, we just keep shelling out more kids. Our bass player had had a son or a daughter, and so I had a son and a daughter. So it's it's good. Awesome. Do your families ever uh, ever come out with you whenever you even if it's like maybe a short run or something like that? No, never come out like on a run, but um, okay. definitely like if we're like Omaha or Sioux City or Des Moines or something, we we make sure we get them down to a show for sure. Gotcha. So we're excited between your album, the new upcoming album that's coming out, and Red's album, Rated R, dropping on September 29th. We can't wait for this tour. Uh, we'll be at the show September 10th at Pops in Sage, Illinois. And so I'm just kind of curious, what are you guys looking forward to most about the Rated R Tour? Honestly, I just think we're looking forward to getting back on the road. What's going to be great about this tour is, as well is we're hitting a lot of the same markets we just did with Memphis Mayfire and Norma Jean. So getting right back on the horse and getting right back to those same venues is going to be great. 
really looking forward to getting into the spots that we've been requested. Um, you know, like getting back to the pops area, getting back to, um, had a lot of requests of getting back to Texas. So we got three dates coming up down there and just finally, you know, fulfilling some of the fans requests, which is going to be great. And, you know, we're huge fans of red. So, I mean, it's just going to be, it's, we're just looking forward to doing that and growing down with those guys. (laughs) It's a pairing that definitely makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. And I think so too. And it's just, yeah, yeah. It's going to be cohesive. And I think it's just going to be, Honestly, I think it's pretty exciting. The fans are really, really stoked for it, especially us dropping a new album, them dropping a new album, and then this tour coming up. It's it's uh, it's going to be great, honestly. I think what the young kids would call it is it's going to be the tits. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> is that what they say now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the tits. Fantastic. I'm very fascinated by that idea of you mentioned hitting the same places again. I feel like, you know, if, if the one tour is with Memphis and Norma Jean, I think there's definitely enough of a differentiation between that and red. Yeah. That I'd be very curious, not that you can actually measure this, but I'd be very curious as to how much of the audience is the same people versus new people coming to see you guys in, in those sort of repeat markets. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing we're actually excited about to see because like on that Memphis Mayfire Norma Jean run, I mean, there were, it was sold out shows every night. But you, you saw like a switch in like our crowd doing the equal sign and doing that. And then Norma Jean, you know, having more of a throwdown crowd and then mm-hmm. getting Memphis Mayfire up there and then back to like just rocking out. So it, it was a great experience. And like everybody was uh, we were just workhorses out there. Everybody was just working their butts off and like just making it happen, just playing kick ass shows. And then now, I mean, it's, I'm really excited to see what it's like with Red, you know. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. The new album. This is it, the end of everything. Does a great job of maintaining Saul's sound that we heard in Rises Equals, but also evolving it. What is your perspective on the evolution of the band and the sound between the two albums? You know, we definitely, I mean, we're always staying in the same vein. You know what I mean? Just we don't know how to do it any different. The songs we write are just the songs we write, you know. One thing that is different from this record compared to the last, the last record we worked with Chris Dawson down in Wichita and great guy was a big, big part of our team for a long time. But when it came to doing this next record, um, we wanted a different flavor and we went down and did some work with Kyle O'Dell down in Nashville. And we knew right off the bat, like, Hey, let's do the record down here with him. You know um, he's got a different flair when it comes to like post-production, definitely more of an electronic sort of vibe when it comes out of his, uh, with this post-production stuff. And it's something we really kind of wanted to lean into a little bit on this record. Just, just give it a different flair. Cause we like that stuff, you know, the bring me the horizon, you know, kind of feeling like the little more electronic verses and nine inch nails, nine inch nails you know, stuff like that. So um, it, it turned out, you know, just as good as we were, we were hoping it would. And it, it was a great, great experience working with Kyle as well. He's a monster guitar player and just like a, a great dude, you know, and, and like he's a friend now. So it's, it's cool to have that. Nice. Don't tell him that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Secret safe. Yeah. (laughs) We got you. That's one of the things that stood out from us listening to the the new album is it seemed like you opened the toolbox and kind of expanded a little bit vocally uh, on the tracks. Yeah. 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 And like, it's something I wanted to expand a little bit more on this new record. I felt like when we did Rise as Equals, I was constantly doing like, you know, the sing harder, sing, you know, louder, that kind of vibe and like just really getting after it. So when it came to doing this new record, uh, having a conversation with Zach, I'm like, I'm just going to try to utilize all the tools that I have to offer. 
And like, so we sprinkled all of my little flavors throughout every song. And like, I wasn't singing so hard, but some songs I go real heavy on. And like, so we really try to get in um, everything that I had to offer, honestly, on this new record. Yeah, it definitely shows through. Uh, that was one of the more interesting things listening to the whole album is just kind of the, the additional uh, flavors, that, as, as you put it, that you threw in there. Yep. Yep. I definitely, I, I, I went for it and I was swinging for the fences on it, you know, so I just, <laughs> I, I ho- hopefully it, it, it uh, comes across well. Yeah. I love that part. Cause it did seem like you kind of were expanding your comfort zone on, on this album. It seems like you're just trying, like you said, just seeing what your limits are. But what I, I absolutely love is just kind of what we said is it sounds much different from the first album, but you still have that saw sound. Mm-hmm. And I think kind of what you were talking to is that digital sound that they bring me influence yeah. was definitely noticeable. And I, I truly appreciate that about this album. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a cool flavor that we we definitely, I mean, because that's right up Zach's alley, you know. So uh, when it comes to like picking studios and where we're actually going to work on on certain records, it's kind of Zach's thing. And when he decided that he's like, hey, let's we're going to go do the record. Let's do it with Kyle O'Dell. I didn't know anything about Kyle. You know, I just it wasn't in my world. So meeting him and doing that and then finding out that's where his like uh, his like real one of his big strong points are. I was all about it. And then especially he was just coming off his first number one that he did with Nita Strauss and David Draymond. Yeah. We worked with David Draymond on the first record for, with King of Misery. And then it turns out when we were in the studio it was super cool. We're at East Iris Studios, the Universal side with Kyle. And then right across the street, Disturb was finishing their record. And so it's just like, hey, guys, how you doing? Good morning. I having coffee and they're finishing their record. We're doing <laughs> ours. So it was cool. Was that the first time that you got to meet David? Because I know that when you, you were working with him on uh, the, the previous album, it was kind of all done through like Zoom. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, the it was done all like this because it was on lockdown. Uh, Zach and I just sitting like this, you know, writing the song with him. So, uh, yeah, it was great. You know, and we love david he's such a good good dude so it's uh it was great i've not heard one person say one bad thing about him it's amazing. yeah i'm gonna have to dig something up you know what i mean like <laughs> good, really good get luck. him all sloshed up on some beers and like get something out of him because he's too nice <laughs> exactly. cancel him <laughs> yeah <laughs> well um i have two songs off of the new album this is it the end of everything that are some of my favorites specifically lyrically in no mercy the line one didn't hurt enough. Three is way too much. Give me two for flinching. I just, I really love that line. Yeah, I'm really, I'm actually, I'm glad that you brought up uh, No Mercy because we really love that song. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the songs where um, we actually, when when we first got it done, we were thinking about it as like a street single, one of the singles, you know, that we were going to put out. But that song is very lyrically deep. And I'm glad, I'm so I'm glad you brought that up. So in 2019, Zach and I, we lost our mom. And so in that song, I'm saying after losing our brother, Caleb, and then, you know, flinching from that. And then all of a sudden they took mom and then give me two for flinching. And like, so it's really a way of saying, like, bring it on. You know, you can't hurt me anymore. I kind of, you know, I'm like, show me no mercy because I got Mm -hmm. I'm I'm tough enough now. So um, we, we do love that song. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for explaining that. Yeah. The other song that, that stood out to me uh, is Rain Fire. Number one, it's just all over the place, which I love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, it is. yeah, it is. <laughs> but the line, uh, I can't forgive, I won't forget the words you said and what they meant. The only bridge that I've seen burn was ignited from the other side. And then yeah, I love yeah. the way I love the way you do the call and response after that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That song, that song. I mean, lyrically, I'm. I was setting out to hurt some feelings when I when we were writing that song. And um, a cool thing about that song as well is we were in Nashville and we get uh, a message from Maddie and Kellen from Memphis Mayfire. So we went over and we actually did that song with those guys and like super cool guys. But yeah, in that song, we had like this, we had this monster fan, but ended up starting like PayPal's in our our name and like doing <laughs> weird behind the, the scenes stuff we didn't know about. So uh, in that song, that's why I'm saying uh, our, our my equal wants, now you're lesser than, you know what I mean? And saying, you know, because we call our fans our equals. Right. And yeah. just like, yeah, I felt like uh, he was really trying to take advantage of our, uh, us big time. Gotcha. Wow. Yes. So I was trying to hurt his feelings. <laughs> so, that's, what, that's what you really need. The music industry isn't hard enough to... <laughs> to, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Feel successful exactly. without people sabotaging things. <laughs> I know it. I know it. It's like, uh, yeah. And it came out of like left field. We're like, whoa, what is happening here? So, so yeah, we had to put a stop to that real quick. Yeah, was, that was a weird time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Besides that one jerk fan, uh, what do you guys want your fans to take away from the, the new album? This is it. You know, one thing Zach and I, we try to do and like it, it initially started just like unintentionally but what we do is like we call them like lifelong songs a song that can define that moment in your life and like it's not like such a focused idea but we write so like uh introspectively like from such personal experiences that when we put it out there we realize how small the world actually is and like Mm. somebody's gone through the exact same thing or like you know we really experienced it with brother everybody coming out of the woodwork like hey we i've been through the same thing i've been through the same thing now losing our mom and writing songs like uh no mercy and us ad and like you know i can't i can't wait to actually put out those songs and, and get the response because yeah that's what they are they're they're lifelong songs i to define a moment in in our life for sure and then get that response of uh other people having it too so th- when there are so many artists out there fighting for airplay, downloads, and attention, uh, what do you think sets Saul apart specifically? Um, I'm trying to figure that out myself. <laughs> Honestly, tell us. you guys, yeah. Answer yeah, you tell us, man, and then we'll dive into that a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I'm like really good looking. That might be it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't know. I don't know what it is, but I, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not fighting it. I'm glad, I'm glad it's happening. I'm glad we're getting that attention and getting the airwaves, but uh, I really don't know what it is. <laughs> we, we think yeah. about that a lot. Cause I mean, it's the same on our end, although there's less livelihood at stake, but this idea of like, there's so much competition for attention out there and, and like, how do you cut through that noise? It's just, yeah. Yeah. So that's the question we started asking people because it's something that we're trying to figure out ourselves. We're like, hey, maybe somebody has an idea for their own self. <laughs> if you get some good answers, let us know. <laughs> we, will. <laughs> we will. I do think it's just what you touch base upon, though. It's those lifelong songs that people can associate with that, that really connects people to your band. Yeah. 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 I, I agree with you on that. Yeah. Uh, writing, li- writing such personal songs. I'm not, and Zach's not either. We're not very like, uh, emotional guys we don't really show um besides like pure anger um other than that <laughs> we don't really show a lot of emotions we don't really talk about our feelings so when we uh, we do a full you know drop of like all of our emotions everything that's going through our minds when we're writing the songs so when we put them out i think people kind of 
catch on to that and, and experience that. So, you, you know, really, I think that's probably what it is. So I think you, yeah, that was a good answer. So I saved you now. If anybody else asks you that in the future, you got it. I got locked away now. <laughs> so we, uh, we like to wrap up our interviews with what we're now calling burning questions. And we asked you, uh, Blake, a few of these last time. And one of my favorite parts about our first conversation was that end where it was just, it was a lot of gushing over other bands. Like we were talking about favorite albums and just, we spent a while talking about, you know, perfect circle and nothing more and sticks and all this kind of stuff. And so anytime somebody is just like clearly just a fan of music themselves, like we are, we want to dive into that. So I thought maybe, um, for one, since we have Zach as well, and for two, so we don't repeat questions, we lean a little more into live music for mm-hmm. the burning questions rather than like albums. Um, so I'm I'm curious to ask you guys both, what is your first memory of experiencing live music? The very first band I ever saw live was Molly Hatchet. And it was like an hour and a half from us up at like uh, the uh, the great, you know, our Iowa lakes, you know, right, so, green space. yeah, the green space up in Okaboji, Iowa. And there's this local guy here in our town. That was the very first one that started uh, teaching us how to play guitar and, and do stuff like that. He got us all together. And like, there was a group of what, four of us, mm-hmm. you know, all these young kids that we were like, you know, 13, 14 years old. And he's like, Molly Hatchet's up with the green space. Let's go boys. So hauled us up there. And that was the very first live experience I've ever had. Yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I remember that one, but I would have to say it's the same spot, uh, different time. Uh, I saw uh, Bella Fleck and the Flecktones. Oh, okay. And yeah. I had Victor no, Wooten, baby. no clue who they were. Yeah, no clue. Um, <laughs> didn't he do Amazing Grace with all pinch harmonics? There was, on the yeah, base? there was uh, uh, bad weather coming in, and a tornado was just outside of town. And so they were wrapping up the show, and he ended the show by doing Amazing Grace with his. Um, would you, would you call it on the bass all harmonic yeah all harmonics and yep. i was blown away and wow. then after that i started doing research and i'm like victor wooten yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. I, was, I was like 14, uh-huh. 14 15 years old had no clue yeah so yeah turns out the guy's a living legend yeah, yeah. and like he proved he proved like i've seen some tiktok videos and stuff of him he proved he can't hit a wrong note he just starts going up the scale i'm like it always sounds good how do you do that yeah you know so <laughs> yeah he's great passing notes yep (laughs) love it no matter what he does it works (laughs) every time (laughs) what about a favorite song to play live favorite song to play live i mean you can't just you can't beat brother Mm -hmm. um just the response that we get and like the people just almost singing it louder than we're even singing it and just like the raw energy feeding off of that you almost can't beat brother. Right. Um, but honestly, I like all the songs. Mm-hmm. Don't Close Your Eyes is always fun. Um, Rises Equals is always fun. Uh, there's always a great feed from uh, from the audience off that, too. And especially because we do the equals picture in the middle of that song. And that's always great to get. Um, we, started, uh, we started playing a few of the new the, the songs off the new album live. You know, and people haven't had enough time to really digest them yet. But uh, yeah. I'd have to say... Tooth and nail and better as a memory. Throw down hard live, real hard. Yep. Okay, awesome. All right, that's yep. exciting. That's what I was going to ask you next. <laughs> yeah, I saw yeah. that. So I mean, when we come out and when when we're playing, um, I know we're going to change up the set a little bit, um, every night just because we've had requests for like Bolide, you know, some of our older songs, and like, hey, can you play this one? 
So we're taking those requests and we're throwing, we're sprinkling in a couple of those different songs throughout the tour, but we're definitely going to be throwing down like tooth and nail. Oh, we're going to be adding runaway into the set when we get head back out on the road. Yeah. It's going to be great. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a lot of fun. Nice. Well, even though you're getting ready to tour with red, do you have a, a dream tour that either one of you would really love to, uh, to tour with? Hmm. I would love to do a disturb tour. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, nice. I would love to do a disturb tour. Again, I mean, uh, nothing more. I mean, we absolutely love those guys. So anything like that would be great. Um, I think uh, a great European tour would honestly be uh -huh. Rammstein. Oh, dude. Oh, there you okay. go. There yeah, you go. That would be fun. fantastic. Dude, yeah. That would be, I don't know if we could hang, bro. <laughs> <laughs> They're well, like fucking wild. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, we, we, Zach was telling me he read an interview of like Adam Jones with a tool that you, that toured with Rammstein, you know, and he was like, we can't hang with these guys because they are just pure raw energy. Like let's party. So I'm like, I don't know if we could hang. Yeah. Well, oh, that's... Like in America, my favorite band is tool. So I'd love to open up for tool. love to do a tool. Yeah. Love to do a tool concert. Yeah. I don't know how the whole tour would go, but it, I think it'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love all these choices. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. We're fans. We, we like to ask that question so that we can kind of put that out there a little bit and hope that yeah, we actually it see universe. it happen someday. Yeah. Yeah. Let's manifest this. Yeah. Come yeah on, there you go. Let's do, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, last time we spoke, I, I remember, Blake, we asked you the best live band you've ever seen, which might spoil the next question in a second here, which you said sticks. Um, yeah. What's a band that you love that you you guys still haven't seen live? What's like on your bucket list still? Oh, um, man. We've got plenty, despite seeing a lot of shows. And so I figure you guys probably do, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, my favorite album of all time is 13 Step by A Perfect Circle. I think it's like the perfect record. Yep. But I still haven't seen APC live. I've seen Tool. Right. But I haven't seen APC I would, I would definitely, I'd want to see those guys, but I have this weird thing too, where I don't generally see a lot of bands. I don't go to a lot of concerts. My thing is I'll see them when we play with them. Yeah. So yeah. I kind of have that mentality of like, you know, like the first time, you know, like seeing kill switch engage is when we were playing with them. You know, the first time seeing clutch is when we we're playing with them. And like, that's kind of my mentality. So um, yeah, I'd still like to see APC though, for sure. What about you? I probably nine inch nails. Nine inch nails, yeah, uh, God, yeah. Good one too. I want to see their their live production, but I don't think I think Trent Reznor just put something out that he's done touring. Yeah, well, yeah. I, it's something about he only wanted to do minimal shows a year and just do a fly right. out couple right. dates. Yeah, Fine, whatever, dude, we'll fly out and open the yeah, shows. Yeah, whatever. yeah, right. we got to do. Go do yeah. like a residency in Vegas or something. I'd fly yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, see that. Yeah. <laughs> nine inch nails residency. There's the idea. <laughs> I finally just checked them off of my my C list last year, and and the, the the production of that show is it's what you would hope. Yeah, yeah, really, it's it's something. It's worth it. I've just, I've just seen like the, the the live YouTube and stuff like that, and it just looks bonkers. So yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So you say like whenever you're touring now, this is a little spinoff question. Whenever you, lots of times, you know, when we tour with something with them, that's when we first see them live. Do you guys have a blast at festivals? Do you roam the grounds and check out all the other sets, or is that I know there's logistics with that that might make it difficult in certain situations, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, even just at Rockfest, what was it, like two weekends ago? Mm -hmm. We played mm -hmm. Rockfest up in Kadat, Wisconsin, and like I got to scratch off Slipknot from my bucket list because there you go. We, we performed the festival and like, so we're literally down like side stage watching them and like, it was awesome. It was, I mean, being that close and like having our own space, they're feeding us free beers and I'm like, it can't get better than this. And that's what I'm <laughs> 
this is what it's all for yeah (laughs) this is what this is what i'm doing it for and like so that was great you know and to see their freaking production and like the seven semis they roll in with and just like stand there and just like holy cow man there is so much going into this and it was it was great it was it was awesome nice what's a band that everyone should see live Mm, i'll be that guy seven dust seven dust all right yep i think every musician should see seven dust yep they are the standard that's what you should strive to be i think Mm -hmm. and they're such road warriors that they're not hard to find either for right no 25 years or something yeah they're out there yeah Yeah, and like honestly the dude so we've uh in the last couple years we've made really good friends with morgan rose and like he's such a personable like, like awesome dude they they are their their live performance is something that we always tr- you know try to strive mm. to be as well because they're just that tight that good and it's just it, it's super awesome. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. What do you love about performing live? Um. The adrenaline. Yeah. 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 I don't anymore. Like, I know we don't get nervous before you go on stage or anything like that. The, the nerves kind of, <laughs> kind, of, kind of wore off a little bit, but the pure, like, you know, fist pounding, like, let's, let's get this. Let's, let's, let's knock their heads off. You know what I mean? Like that kind of mentality and going up there and just throwing down and, you know, some, you get in some of those events like incarceration and like rock fest to where it's just like, you almost go in a blackout, like changed personality modes. And like, by the time it's done, you're like, Oh my God, that was, it happens so fast. There's just such an adrenaline rush that you you don't realize you're doing it until it's done. You know what I mean? So it's I think that's a great feeling. I'm pretty sure serial killers say the same thing. They do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As yeah. long as you're honing that adrenaline, you know, to not hurt people, you're fine. <laughs> Into a positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. So thank you very much. We just want to take the time real quick to say thank you because like I said earlier, you guys were first time with us uh, back in 2021 when our podcast was in its infancy. Yep. You definitely didn't have to lend us your time then, and, and we truly appreciate it. And as we continue to grow, and we've been drawn to do more interviews because of the fun experience that we've had. So thank you for being not only our third ever interview guest, but now our 50th. So oh, appreciate man. it. Yeah, that's there cool. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So guest number 50. And then this is it, the end of everything. Saul's new album is out now, The Red, the Rated R Tour beginning as we said we'll be out there seeing you guys and looking forward to it um hope you all have a blast out there on the road with your pals from what everything we've heard from conversations who you tour with can make all the difference in the world you know it's making those memories so yeah that's a fact (laughs) all right dan you want to close this out thank you very much for listening to the edge podcast we appreciate you listening my name is dan i'm casey and i'm aaron until next time fuck i don't know (laughs) (laughs) you gotta leave that in though yeah we're gonna go with that this is it the end of the interview yeah this is love it it. do it go for it do it this is it the end of the interview (laughs) if you enjoyed what you heard in this episode please subscribe and tell a friend about the itch check out the show notes for links about the episode as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every sunday night and you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S. We used to have a standard line that he would close with, and then we started getting creative and trying to change it up every time. And sometimes it's just... <laughs> <laughs>
impromptu who knows what's going to come out of his mouth. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 